At james.crid.land, I'm James Cridland, the radio futurologist. This week, at last, a chance for global podcasting measurement. James Pennell, the ultimate boss of BBC Radio, blogged last week that we need an industry chart for UK podcasts. He's understood that the iTunes chart isn't a chart at all, which is gratifying. It's a trending list, which is great for audiences, he says, but content creators and distributors want to know reach and value. And he writes that there's no industry standard for a podcast chart, but there is an official top 40 for music, a sales chart for books, and of course an established chart for live radio, which is called Rajar in the UK. Now, a few weeks ago in a German radio conference, I asked what the weekly penetration figure was for radio, but I already knew the answer. They don't have one in Germany. I know that 90% of adults listen to the radio every week in the UK, 93% of adults listen every week in the US, but Germany doesn't have a similar figure since they've never worked out radio audiences on a weekly basis. If you dig a little deeper, there's a myriad of differences between every country's radio audience figures. Some use electronic pages, some use websites, some use paper diaries. In the UK, most radio stations are measured across their own unique transmission area. In Australia, there are distinct survey measurement areas, which your own radio station may only partially cover or wildly exceed. In Ireland, public numbers are based on listened yesterday, smoothed over a year's worth of survey data. The UK UK is mostly driven by overall reach, a figure that the US calls QM. AQH is a standard currency in the US, but unheard of in most parts of Europe. Australia, well, we mainly use share. Norway measures radio in the same way as TV, but in most other countries, the two broadcast media are measured quite differently. The UK has an other column to indicate listening to radio stations who aren't in the survey, but Australia pretends they don't exist. And some countries measure radio from six to midnight. Others measure full 24 hours, others still measure 7 in the morning until 7 at night. And I mention all of this because, yes, we do need a proper chart for podcasting. And I'm delighted that the BBC is interested. It has until now refused to release its own podcast figures, claiming they're for the purposes of journalism, art or literature. And so therefore, you cannot see them. But podcasting is, by its very nature, global. We don't need individual pieces of analysis for individual countries working under individual rules and different definitions. We need one standard way of measuring podcasts wherever you are. And maybe more importantly, we don't need a chart for UK podcasters. We need a chart of UK podcast consumption. Because I'm prepared to bet that This American Life or Radio Lab or The New York Times Daily are quite popular in the UK too. The BBC and other UK publishers are competing with these as well, and it would be a great benefit to all UK podcast publishers to understand what people are really listening to, rather than to apply an artificial UK content filter. And it needs to be as open as it possibly can be, reflecting podcasting's unique level playing field. A bedroom podcaster should get access to the same statistics as the world's largest broadcaster because they compete for the same audience. So the BBC, well, it's probably one of the three largest podcast publishers in the world, by my reckoning. They have considerable clout in this space if they choose to use it. But let's hope they get behind something that's truly global in ambition, not just for little Britain. You can get my weekly newsletter at james.crid.land and daily podcast news at podnews.net. And until next time, keep listening.